looking through the book of Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah talks about the reconstruction of the wall of Jerusalem, Judah's capital city, and the rebuilding of the spiritual lives of the Jews who had returned from captivity in Babylon. The accounts in this book highlight key leadership skills and qualities Nehemiah possessed that enabled him to motivate and encourage the Jewish people when everything seemed unpromising at the time to arise and rebuild the wall of Jerusalem despite great opposition. Information is best digested when given in small pieces. So, we will break down the story into smaller parts, starting with a small section today and continuing the story bit by bit over the coming podcast. So, stay tuned. Walking through the book of Nehemiah, part 1. Nehemiah was serving a responsible position in the Persian government. He served as the king's cupbearer, that is, he served the king with wine. One day, Nehemiah received visitors from Judah. He asked his visitors about the welfare of the Jews in Judah and about Jerusalem in general. His visitors gave him this response. Things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been destroyed by fire. After hearing this, Nehemiah wept for days. He mourned, fasted, and prayed to God. Here is what I have to say on this. It is clear that Nehemiah was distressed about the news he had received about Judah and the Jewish people living there. He meant it when he asked his visitors about how things are in Judah because he took action. In my next podcast, we will begin to look at the actions Nehemiah took to help change the unpleasant situation he was displeased with. Stay tuned. Hello, you are listening to Priscilla on Bible Stories with Priscilla. I'm speaking on the subject walking through the book of Nehemiah. Last week, we covered part one of this account, where we understood that Nehemiah received the distressing news about Judah and the Jewish people living there. Today, we shall cover part two of walking through the book of Nehemiah, a continuation of last week's podcast. Walking through the book of Nehemiah, part two. One day, Nehemiah had a sad appearance as he was carrying out his duties, serving the king wine. The king, with his wife, sat next to him, noticed Nehemiah's sad countenance at once. The king asked Nehemiah, Why are you looking so sad? The king added, You don't look sick to me. You must be deeply troubled. Nehemiah was terrified by the king's question, but he replied the king, saying, Long live the king. How can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. The king, after hearing Nehemiah speak, asked him, Well, how can I help you? Nehemiah then made a silent prayer to God, and replied the king, saying, If it please the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. The king asked Nehemiah, 
How long will you be gone? And when will you return? Nehemiah told the king how long he would be gone, and the king agreed to his request. The gracious hand of God was upon Nehemiah. He also asked the king to give him two letters, one to instruct governors on the way to Judah to allow Nehemiah save travel through their territories, and another instructing the king's forest manager, Asaph, to give Nehemiah timber for the work in Judah. The king granted this request too, and he also sent along with Nehemiah army officers and horsemen to protect him. So Nehemiah arrived in Judah. Not everyone was pleased with his arrival. The Bible named Sambalat and Tobias as being very displeased that someone had come to help the people of Israel. This is the end of today's podcast. Next week, we shall continue with part three, looking at the arrival of Nehemiah in Judah and the event that followed. Many thanks for listening. God bless you and stay tuned. Walking through the book of Nehemiah, part three. Hello, it's Priscilla here on Bible Stories with Priscilla. Today, we shall continue with part three of walking through the book of Nehemiah. May God bless you as you listen. In part one and two, we understood that whilst Nehemiah was serving a responsible position in the Persian government, he received a distressing news about Judah and the Jewish people living there. Nehemiah decided to do something about what he had heard. He asked the king permission to go back to Judah to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. He also asked the king for timber for the rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem. The king granted Nehemiah his request. Nehemiah arrived in Judah, but not everyone was pleased with his arrival. Walking through the book of Nehemiah, part 3. Upon arrival in Judah, Nehemiah did not immediately make his intentions known to the Jewish people. Instead, he spent the first few days secretly assessing the extent of damage to the wall of Jerusalem. Nehemiah selected a few people to accompany him on this secret mission. However, they too did not know Nehemiah's intentions. After Nehemiah had finished his secret work of assessing the extent of damage to the wall of Jerusalem, he made his intentions known to the Jewish people. The Jewish people were very happy and agreed to Nehemiah's plan to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. So the rebuilding work began. In chapter 3 of the book of Nehemiah in the Bible, the Bible names the people and the work that each of them carried out. The rebuilding work was ongoing beautifully, and that made Sambalat very, very angry. He flew into rage and mocked the Jewish people, saying, What does this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they are doing? Do they think they can rebuild the war in a single day? Do they actually think they can make something of stones from a rubbish heap? Sambalat was not the only one displeased that the wall of Jerusalem was being rebuilt. Tobiah was also very displeased and passed this comment. 
the stone wall would collapse if even a fox walked along the top of it. Nehemiah ignored their mockings, but instead prayed to God and continued with the work. The people were very enthusiastic and the wall was completed to half its height. When Sambalat, Tobias and their supporters saw the amount of work done by the Jewish people, they devised a plan to stop the Jewish people from working so that the wall of Jerusalem would not be rebuilt. Their plan was to come and fight against the Jewish people to throw them into confusion. Nehemiah and his team got to know about the plan of Sambalat and Tobiah. Some of the Jewish people became very discouraged after hearing the plan of Sambalat and Tobias. They started complaining and passed comments like, There is too much to be done and we can't do it on our own. Nehemiah met with the Jewish people and encouraged them to be strong and to continue with the work. He shared with the Jewish people his plan and strategy that will help them defeat their plan of Sambalat and Tobiah. Nehemiah's plan in a nutshell was to have the people into two groups, one half building whilst the other half standing and on guard and watching for their safety. The people were very pleased with Nehemiah's strategy and they started rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem again. They agreed and followed through with Nehemiah's strategy. As the work was ongoing, there arose another wave of complaining. But this time, the source of complaining was not from outside, it was within the Jewish people themselves. The poor people were complaining against the rich people. And their complaint was that their creditors were charging them too much interest and that they are not able to keep up with the repayment. God gave Nehemiah wisdom to handle this too. Just a top line of what Nehemiah did, he asked the creditors to write off the debt of their debtors. The creditors agreed to Nehemiah's request and everyone was happy. So they began to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem again and they finished it. However, they had not yet set the doors in, in, in the gate. This is where we will end the story today. We shall continue the story in the coming podcast. So, what are some of the key learnings from this account today? Well, the first is, don't be discouraged by opposition. As a matter of fact, when you are doing a good work and you meet an opposition with the intention to discourage you from working, continue the work with even greater determination. Two, collaborate with others where possible. Three, when working in a team, it is important that every team member understands the team's plan and strategy so everyone can do the same thing. And lastly, when you make a plan, follow through with your plan. This is the end of today's podcast. May Jehovah God bless you. Hello, Priscilla here on Bible Stories with Priscilla. Today, we are continuing with our story, walking through the book of Nehemiah. Today's podcast is the fourth part on this series, and it is also the final podcast on this series. Before we begin, let me give you a quick overview of the story so far. 
We understand from part one to three that Nehemiah left a responsible position in the Persian government to Judah to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. The king of Persia supplied Nehemiah with the timber that he would need to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. Nehemiah got to Judah okay but met with great oppositions. He mobilized the Jewish people to start the rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem. They continued to build and made many oppositions and they have now completed the wall. However, they've not yet set the doors in its gates. Walking through the book of Nehemiah, part 4. Sambalat, Tobiah and the rest of the enemy team found out that Nehemiah had finished rebuilding the wall and that no gaps remained. However, they had not yet set up the doors in the gate. Sambalat, joined by Geshem, sent a message to Nehemiah asking to meet with him. Nehemiah discerned their evil intentions and so he sent them this reply. I'm engaged in a great work so I can't come. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? Four times they sent the same message to Nehemiah and each time Nehemiah gave them the same response. On the fifth time, Sambalan sent his servant to Nehemiah with an open letter. It was to threaten Nehemiah. The letter accused Nehemiah of rebelling and planning to be the king over the Jews. Nehemiah replied, there is no truth in any part of your story. You are making up the whole story. The opposition team or the enemy team did not relent. Instead, they upped their game. They hired a prophet to prophesy a, um, a lie to Nehemiah in order to capture him so they can harm him. But Nehemiah descended and escaped that trap too. So, the war was completed from start to finish in just 52 days. Hallelujah! When the enemies of Nehemiah heard that the work had been completed, they were frightened and humiliated. They realized that the work had been done with the help of God. After the war was finished and doors had been set up in the gates, Nehemiah appointed gatekeepers, singers and Levites. Nehemiah also appointed leaders and made, the, made plain unto them what their responsibilities were. This is the end of our story, walking through the book of Nehemiah. Glory be to God. We have seen that when you are doing a great work, you will face opposition. But as we saw in the case of Nehemiah, Nehemiah remained focused and so the work was completed. We also saw that the main aim or the chief aim of the opposition was to discourage Nehemiah and the people so that the great work they are doing will be abandoned. So it is for us. The, the purpose of opposition is to stop us from doing the great work we are doing. And so we must never lose focus on what we are doing. 